You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. So as I get ready to minister this next thing that is on my heart, I just had uh, this phrase come up, bearing much fruit. And so in the time of double jubilee, you and I ought to be bearing much fruit. And there's all kinds of uh, fruit to be born. Uh, there's the fruit of the Spirit. There's uh, answered prayer. It's talked about as fruit. There's the fruit of righteousness. There's success or having a fruitful life. And there's the fruit of doing good works. Um, so we, um, we want to make sure that we have fruit that remains, the Bible says. And so we want to make sure that we know how to produce fruit. Um, I want to make sure that you know you're a fruit tree. You don't have to be fruity in the wrong sense, but you are a fruit tree. And you and I are supposed to be producing fruit. I've said this before as a pastor. I've been honored to be a pastor. Rhonda and I will be pastoring. um, I'll be pastoring 25 years. We got got married a little bit after I started. But we've been in the uh, ministry for a lot of years. And as pastoring, one of the things that we uh, uh, get to do, being in longevity as a pastor, is uh, people actually go home to be with the Lord. And people don't like that, but it's just, you know, it's a part of life. Uh, until Jesus comes, uh, you're going to go by the way of the grave. I know you're not. I know I didn't get a lot of amens because you're not. Th- I don't want anybody to go today, and we're not getting up a load to go today. Amen. And uh, you know, unless the trumpet sounds, I mean, that's what I'd rather go. Amen. Uh, but the the truth is, I, I've been there with people in the their life, and I've never had anyone say to me, Pastor Mark, I sure wish. I'd have went ahead and worked that overtime and got that brand new car. I wish I'd have worked a little harder and got a bigger house. I wish that, you know, um, you know, whoever your favorite football team is, War Eagle, Roll Tide, uh, Go Volunteers, whatever it is, I wish they'd have won one more championship. They don't say anything like that. What they say is, I sure wish I'd have obeyed God. I sure wish I'd have done what he told me to do, and I wish I'd have spent more time with my family, almost consistently. It's amazing when you get to the end, how you reflect, and then you know as you're about to enter into heaven and your rewards, what is really important. Now, I didn't mean to make you somber. I'm here to get you so that you're not going to be one of those people. You're going to say, when I look at you, when I'm 80 and you're uh, uh, 90, or I'm, you know, whatever, uh, whatever we're at, in our, you're going to say, we're going to say, man, we obeyed God. I'm ready to go see him. I'm going to stand front and center at the judgment seat of Christ with a smile on my face. I'm ready to go. Just like the Apostle Paul, I have finished my course. Amen? I, I want to, you, you understand what I'm saying? And part of that is being fruitful right now and realizing we pray a prayer over you in Philippians 1, 9 through 11. That out of the Amplified Classic, it says that you would know what is vital, of real value. And in the day and the hour that we live in, about went into tongues there. The I awaken my body and this body to things that are of real value and real importance. It's time for you to know what's real valuable. 
It's time for you and I not to be sucked in by the world and this world system of what they value because God and this world system have different value systems. And what God puts a high value on, they esteem lowly or even despise or disgust them what pleases God. And but you and I, because you're here in this room on a Sunday morning, on the day after we celebrated the resurrection, you're, you're here ready to go. And so that tells me who you are and what you want. So you want to know what's of real value to God. You want to know what he's thinking about. You want to have his thoughts. You want to have his mindset. And on God's mind right now is Jubilee, and part of Jubilee is recovering all, but it's also producing it's producing what God wants you to produce. And so to produce fruit, you know, you and I, uh, how many you know God puts a real high value on the fruit of the Spirit? Right? Do you, can you quote those? Do you know those? Well, those might be next week. Hallelujah. Uh, he, he puts a real high value on being able to get you what Jesus paid for, for you. He puts a high value on you receiving because he wants your joy to be full. Yeah? So he wants us to be fruitful in our prayer life. He wants the fruits of righteousness to be apparent in your life for you and for others to see. He wants you to be successful. Come on, he wants you to be the best at whatever he has given you to do, and you don't have a sacred and a secular life, you've got one. So he wants you to be the best engineer. He wants you to be the best rocket scientist. He wants you to be the best waiter or waitress. He wants you to be the best mom and dad. He wants you to be the best husband or wife. He wants us to be, the, he wants us to be on top, the head, not the tail, in every area of our life. He wants your business prosperous. He wants whatever you put your hand to blessed. Amen? He wants you blessed coming in and going out. Amen? He, that's what he wants. Success and fruitfulness is on his mind. That, that's all. He, he is that. He is multiplication. He is more than enough. He is El Shaddai. He doesn't just do El Shaddai. He is El Shaddai. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is those things. You can't separate that from who he is. And he wants you and I to do good works. When Jesus was on the earth, he showed us the heart of the Father. He showed us that. He said he didn't come to be served. He came to serve. And so one of the things that's on my heart today was on the Lord's heart is, is, is in the, the fruit area of doing good works. But all fruit kind of works the same way. If you want to really produce it, first you got to understand. So let's look at John 15, 8. John 15, 8 says this, herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. Everybody say much fruit. Much fruit. Hallelujah. How, how much is, is too much? Well, with God, there's never too much. So we're supposed to be bearing much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. So everybody who's a follower of Christ ought to be bearing a lot of fruit in all of their life. Amen? One of the first things he said was to mankind was be fruitful and multiply. And so we always look at that as, you know, they're supposed to replenish the earth. But God wants you to be fruitful. He didn't say be fruitful with children only. He just said be fruitful. And then he said multiply. 
So in God's mind, everything should be a bountiful harvest. Every area of your life should be bountiful. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, be fruitful. Don't be fruity, but be fruitful. Amen. John 15, 16. It says, you have not chosen me. So God initiated this. We're not initiating this. We're responding. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whosoever you shall ask, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So we're supposed to be fruitful and it should remain. Let me ask you something about, let's use an example of your physical body. Um, If I told you that only 50% of your body could work, do you know which parts you would choose? Well, you know, we all got to have a heart. Yeah, you can make it with one lung, 50-50, one kidney. How many of you know when you start, if if I really were to tell you you, that only 50% of your body could bear fruit? Meaning 50% of it would function. How many of you be excited about that? Anybody? Um, Statistics say in the body of Christ, and I'm kind of a statistics guy if I can say it. um, They say 20% of the church does 80% of the work. Or today if you have a really good church like ours... 40 to 45% of the people will do, be doing something for God. So if you liken that to your body, that means 55% of your body is lying dormant. It, does anybody find that acceptable? I found that horrifying. That if I likened it to my body... And then knowing God and knowing his word that what we do on earth depend, uh, is really what we are rewarded for in heaven, that that means 55% of the body of Christ are not going to have any rewards to lay at Jesus' feet. That's way too much, and I'm just not going to allow it here. I'm not going to allow it for you. I just won't. I've decided. I'm just not going to allow it for you. I just, that is just not acceptable to me. You're going to have fruit whether you want it or not. You are. Cornerstone, Word of Life Church, people are going to have fruit. And, you know, there's different things we're going to get into, but, but you, you, are you going to make that determination with me? I'm going I'm to have fruit. I'm going to obey God. And so that I'm going to have my prayer life. It's going to be fruity. I'm going to receive my, I'm going to receive my prayers. Amen. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to, I'm going to walk in the word. I'm going to do it God's way. Amen. I, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to um, um, be fruitful in good works. Now, see, you and I are very clear on this, that we're not saved by good works. And maybe if you came out of somewhere where they said good works are what saved you, then you kind of shy away from that. But you and I and most of us in this room didn't come from that. We all know that it's not by works, but it's by grace through faith that you're born again. But everybody ought to also know that when you're born again, the fruit or the fruit of the Spirit will compel you. 
We're going we're gonna to be some fruity people, all right? Fruity, fruit, we're going we're gonna to be full of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Kind, we're going to be the kindest, the gentlest, most forbearing, meek, good fruit. Fruit that remains. Fruit that people can grab off of when they're in trouble. How many know in this world, if you walk around full of the fruit of peace, um, you're going to be popular? Because people are just going to hang with you just because you bring shalom, peace to their life. You can walk in a room and change the atmosphere. You can walk into a board meeting and change an atmosphere. You can one of the things Pastor Ron and I practice is when people are having tragedies is on the way, we practice the peace of God to carry it into the room, to bring an automatic change to the atmosphere. It's one of the things the Spirit of God taught us how to do. But you can have that. But let's, let's think about these good works things. Let's think about doing what we're supposed to do for God. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, can I have a picture? We got any pictures in the back today? Oh, look, we got pictures. What is that? What kind of tree is that? Are you sure? You can't be sure. You can't be sure. Are you sure that's an apple tree? How many of you are really sure that's an apple tree? How do you know? Because you know what an apple looks like, don't you? I, 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 this is no trick, all right? <clears throat> that is an apple tree. Got any other pictures? What's that? What? Okay, smart Alex. It's an, we're going to just say, or, thanks, Wesley. Um, it's, it's, we're going to say it's an orange tree. Just, we're just going to be generic. So there's, there's some Floridians in the room. That is a Tangelo. I don't know what it is. But what do we know about fruit trees? They produce what they are. And the, just the real truth of them out, you and I, we're supposed to be producing who we are. Um, the Bible is real clear on, uh, on these things. Um, we are supposed, we have someone on the inside of us and he'd like to get out. We have the seed of the spirit of God. We, we, he's, he lives in us. And what Jesus did when he was on the earth is what he wants to do through us. Uh, I heard a lot of ministers say, I heard my spiritual father say this, uh, everybody don't understand tongues, everybody don't understand prosperity, but everybody understands love. And one of the greatest things you've got on the inside of you is the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. And that love comes out and ministers to people. That love comes out and changes people. Um, so uh, the Bible says in Matthew 3, 8, it talks about that when we were, there ought to be fruit 
meet with our repentance. In other words, when someone repented, there should be fruit of it. It should be evident. Like if someone, when they get born again, when they repent and return to the Lord, there should begin to be immediate evidence of their new birth. All right, there's fruit meet with their repentance. Um, the Bible talks about you know you're you're known by uh, your fruit. Uh, Matthew seven uh, sixteen through twenty talks about that. Um, Luke chapter six verses forty three through thirty five. I want to read that to you. Luke chapter six. It's it's not hard to tell whether something's an apple tree, or an orange tree, or a peach tree, because the fruit comes because of the tree. And so the Bible is real clear and simple on this. It says in Luke chapter 6, verses 43, and I know most of you have heard this and you understand, but, but I want you to stay with me. For a good tree brings, forth, uh, brings not forth corrupt fruit, neither does a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Everybody say, I'm a good tree. <laughs> For every tree is known by its fruit. How do I know you're a good tree? Because you produce what kind of fruit? Good fruit. All kinds of that fruit I'm talking about. I'm a good tree, so I produce prayers answered. I'm a good tree, I produce the fruit of the Spirit. I'm a good tree, I produce good works. I'm a good tree, I produce success. How did I produce that? Because of the seed that Jesus, it's not because of me. Because I'm grafted into him. It's not me. I've been grafted into him. He's, you know, uh, he's the trees, the vine, we're the branches. I've been grafted in. Have you been grafted in? And so, so you're producing because of who he is. You're not producing. So this is not you trying to produce. This is not an apple tree saying, today I'll make apples, today I'll make apples, today I'll make apples. I'm going to, come on, be a big boy and make apples. I think sometimes that's what we try to do as believers. I'm I'm going to produce this. You can't produce anything. It's he who lives in you that produces. You can't answer your own prayers. You cannot produce. I'm just just so loving and kind. That's not agape. That may be phileo. That may be you're nice, but we don't need you to be nice. We need you to have agape. I'm patient. I'm one of the most patient people. You get stressed enough, your patience will go away. The peace of God. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives. He said, his peace. His. His. The same peace that he walked in. That's those things. The long suffering of God. That when somebody keeps doing you wrong and doing you wrong and doing you wrong. You can be long-suffering with them. That, 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 that seed is in you. Are you a fruit tree? Yeah. So what are you producing? Good fruit. For, um, for a, every, verse 44, every tree is known by his own fruit. Because you knew what that apple tree was. Most of you knew that was supposed to be an orange tree. For of thorns uh, do not gather figs nor of a bramble bush gather. So in other words, uh, I don't gather oranges off of an apple tree. It's just as simple as that. So a non-believer cannot produce the fruit of the Spirit. It can be imitated, but not produced. 
The only thing that can produce the fruit of the Spirit is the Spirit of God. The only one who can really produce good works in you is God. You're not doing good works to please him. You're born again, and out of you come good works. But you got to let them out. They're in you. That's like keeping an apple in when it's trying to produce. There's something on the inside of you that wants to produce this fruit. It's just part of who you are. Everybody say, I'm a tree. Amen. A good man of the good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is good. An evil man of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth that which is evil. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so we talk about that scripture a lot, but it has reference to you being a tree. And that tree is on the inside of you. That seed is in there, and you've got to give it place. And that seed of God that's on the inside of you, the spirit of God that's on the inside of you, the word of God, which is seed on the inside of you, then will produce this fruit in all these different areas. You're a fruit tree. You're supposed to be producing. You and I are supposed to be producing. And really the fruit that is appearing in our lives is the truth we are currently living The fruit that is appearing in our lives is the truth we are currently doing or living. And so if we want to change our fruit, then we've got to keep putting in the seed of the word of God and be more aware of God in us and that we are a tree. And so I want to concentrate on the fruit of good works because the Lord wants to. And I believe it has a lot to do with your jubilee. I, have, I believe it has a lot to do with where we are as a church and where we are as the body of Christ. I believe God is wanting to reach out into the darkness, reach out to those who were prodigals, who are lost, who have gone away. And he wants to use you, the fruity people, you, the people with lots of fruit, with the fruit of the spirit to, and fruit and and good works to go get them and to bring them in. And so this is what's on my heart. So I want you to look, how are we going to do this? Uh, Let's look at Galatians chapter five. We mentioned the fruit of the spirit and you know them, but let's look at them just real brief. We're not going to spend a lot of time today. The Bible says in verse 22 of Galatians 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Let's do them together. Everybody, uh, we'll do them in the King James. Everybody do them with me. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Right? And so these nine fruit of the Spirit live on the inside of you, and they're in there. They're in there. They're in there. And because they're fruit, they can mature, be more or less mature, or they can either pop out or not pop out. But they're in there. Make no mistake about it. If you're born again, they're all in there. They're all in. So we can all and should all be producing the fruit of the Spirit. And we should be doing that. And so the Lord wants us to do that. And so from the fruit of the Spirit comes the fruit of good works. Everything is based in it, just like the gifts of the Spirit are based in love. If you study 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, God didn't change his mind in chapter 13 and talk about something different. He was telling you how the gifts of the Spirit work best. They work by agape. 
And if we, we could take time, we would study that. But here, the things, the fruit of good works, the, the fruit of you being successful comes from the fruit of the Spirit. It's kind of the basis, the, the basic fruit, the, the, the ground level fruit that you and I should be producing. And so when we understand them and start cooperating and know that fruit is in there, then we can move on and understand this in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 10. Colossians 1 and 10. That you might walk worthy, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Anybody in the room want to please him? You want to please him? I know you do. You wouldn't be here. Being fruitful in what? Every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. So we're supposed to be fruitful in every good work. I turn to your neighbor and say, be fruitful. Come on, prophesy him. You're fruitful. Amen. What are we supposed to be fruitful in? Ephesians 2, 10 says that God has created us all. He predestined us all to walk in the good works that he created us to do while we were in our mother's womb. There is something specific then about your, listen to me, there's something specific about the good works fruit that you're supposed to produce. And it's like your body part. If you're not producing or you don't know, you didn't know you're supposed to really be doing this, that is real important. It'd be like your body. If, if you were supposed to be producing something as a good work into the body of Christ that is very vital fruit for us and you're not doing, it would be like one of our lungs not working. It would be like one of our kidneys not working. It does, just because something looks like it's okay without you but if you put, you as your tree, put yourself into and produce what God has called you to do, then everything gets better. Everything, the Bible says every joint supplies. But if you're not supplying, if you're not producing the fruit you were ordained to produce, then we're doing without something. And in the body of Christ all over the world, if only 40 to 45% of people are doing the good works that God called them to do, then we as a body are anemic. We're not, we don't have the breath we need. We don't have the capacity we need to reach out into the world. What is a fruit tree for? It's to feed people. The body of Christ is supposed to be attracting people because of the fruit that we have, the good works. And the devil is keeping us all, as fruit trees, he's keeping us busy. He's making us want other things or doing other things, and we're not producing what we're supposed to be producing. I want to encourage you today. You are vital to the body of Christ. You are vital to the body of Christ. What God has given you to do is very vital. How do, how, do you, how do I know that? You know that because you're born again. You know that because you're going to be judged for it at the judgment seat of Christ. You know that because you want to have something to lay at Jesus' feet. And you may not have heard that too much, but there is a worship service in, the, in heaven coming one day. Where the elders took off their crown and they laid it at Jesus' feet. Where did they get those crowns? The only place you can get them is the judgment seat of Christ. It's the only place in the Bible that says they're passed out. And if they're going to get them and we're going to be in the judgment seat of Christ, I believe I'm going to have an opportunity to lay my obedience down at his feet. The one who gave me everything. I'm going to be able to give him something. I'm not going to be able to give him a new car. He don't want one. 
What he wants is me to obey. That's what really pleases him. And part of that then, as I obey, I bless others. Of course you do. You're a pastor. But of course you do. You're somebody. There's people you can reach that I would never have a chance to reach until you reach them first. There's, there's people that because of your specific makeup and your specific design as a fruit tree, the things that you produce will attract certain people. You know, it's kind of like um, a flower or some fruit trees. You know how they, 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 they attract specific butterflies or, uh, you know, birds or whatever. It's interesting that scent that they put off attracts certain things. That's the, some of you in this room. The devil has lied to you and told you what you have is not important. Every single one of you are important to God, and every one of you have something to do. Whether you think it's little or not, it's big to God. Um, you know, I can live without my little finger, but when my ear itches, it really appreciates it. <laughs> or other stuff. Mm. I could, you know... I can make it on one leg, but I'm grateful I got two. It's not about can you make it or not. Let's be, because God likes abundance. Amen? Doesn't he? He does. You know, one of the things you get to church, the Bible says this uh, in, in Hebrews, that we're supposed to provoke. I love the King James Version. Of that, we're supposed to pro provoke. I'm so provoke. I'm provoking you today unto good works. I'm provoking you, and the Bible says, "Gather together and provoke one another to good works." I think it's good to talk about how God used you as a fruit tree to help somebody. I think it's good to talk amongst ourselves and say what God is doing. I think it's good to provoke one another. One of the reasons we do the tell me something good is just to provoke uh, you in, in a way of keep believing God. Don't let go of your faith. God did it for you. It's not somebody halfway around the world. It's somebody right in the room. If God did that for them, he'll do that for you. Amen? Glory to God. All right, let's look at something else. Are you all with me? First Peter chapter 2, verse 12, the New American Standard Bible says this. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. So I believe we're in a day of visitation. And sometimes unbelievers don't understand what's going on, but because of your good behavior and your good deeds, they'll be able to see the reality of God. So it's not just the anointing. Thank God. How many know the anointing is really important? But it's not just because of that. Because if they're talking, and that's what they're doing today, they're slandering, they're doing whatever. But because of your uh, good deeds, because of your behavior, they'll see the reality of God. How many know the Lord is real? You do, but they need to know it, right? How can you help them? Just by being a fruit tree. Just by producing good fruit. So what do you do, like so many of us at certain seasons in our life, 
You know, there's certain seasons you don't, you don't feel like producing any fruit. I mean, you know, it's like, I think I want to take a rest. I mean, I take vacations. I need a rest. I don't take a vacation from God, though. But, you know, sometimes I get it. You want to go on vacation. You know, people can get real spiritual. Well, it's kind of like the soil, you know. I'm letting my mind lie at rest, you know, for a period. Usually that's only one year, y'all, all right? It's usually just one year. Just letting my soil rest, okay? Um, you know, and that can be true. You know, we have people that come and maybe you've been through something and you just need to get full of the word and full of the Holy Ghost. So that's good. See you Sunday. See you Wednesday. See you Bible Institute. See you at healing school. Just come soak up the word and just get full and do it faithfully. And then once you get full, though, God's going to require you to get back to being the fruit tree that you are. He is. He needs you to be the fruit tree that you are. And, you know, you can't be a fruit tree. You can't just decide, well, you know what? I'm tired of being an orange tree. I think I want to produce grapes. I don't, you know, the the grapes seem to be the most, you know, the best. And I'd rather do that. But because in this, you don't get to decide who you are. You don't get to decide what body part you are. You don't get to decide who you are. Uh, you, got to, you have to discover that. But this, this is interesting. Let's look at Luke chapter 13. I've never taught out of this parable before. Um, if you look at Luke chapter 13, if you started at verse 1, Jesus is talking about the, Gale- uh, the Galileans. Uh, something happened to them and th- uh, a bad thing happened. And it talks about uh, how the, you know, a tragedy. And then it talks about when the, uh, something in Siloam, 18 people died um, in Siloam when a, a thing fell. And really, if you're looking at that, I look at that and, and Jesus is saying, it wasn't God punishing them, but because we live in a fallen earth, things happen, but God didn't choose to kill those 18. What he's trying to say is really a lot of that is he's talking about the sovereignty of God. Uh, that it wasn't just the sovereignty of God that got rid of them. It, you know, and so we have to make sure that we're uh, living under God, following the Holy Ghost. It wasn't God that killed those 18 people. It wasn't God that caused those people to be slain. And then he changes it, and then he, he's talking this. And then in verse 6, he said, and he also spake this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and it came and sought fruit thereon, and he found none. And then in verse 7, it says, And then he said to the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I came seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I found none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it, uh, cumbereth it in the ground? In other words, he's come, and this is the third year he's come, and this is the third year that there's no figs on it. And so the master said what to it? Cut it down. Get rid of it. How many of you know God is, um, <laughs> this, you're, a, you're a fig tree, you're an orange tree, you're an apple tree. What are you supposed to have on you? Fruit. And, and are you supposed to be producing? And so the parable is the master came and there was no figs on it. And he said, it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Get rid of it. Now. Anybody want mercy? Statistics say half of you need it. Not a cornerstone, though. 
I'm sure that's not the statistics here. Isn't that interesting? Aren't you glad that's a parable and not an epistle? Why am I telling you this today? Because if we're not producing fruit, then there's a whole lot of people doing without what God has for them because you're the answer. You're their answer. God needs you. Yeah, but everybody's doing fine without us. Just because um, we've learned around here even just to buckle in and just do it anyway doesn't mean we couldn't have used you. Just because, you know, somebody finds their way to God and maybe you were supposed to be the one to get them there, they found their way anyway, but maybe it was six months of hell they didn't have to go through. And that's why I said hell. You're important. I'm not trying to give you a, a make you down today. I'm just trying to show you your importance. You're a fruit tree. Freely you have received. Now freely you ought to. God's got something big for you to do. And at the end, who does it benefit? You. Because you've got something to lay at Jesus' feet. And then you'll have people that, whether you think it or not, how can rocking a baby in the nursery cause someone... Uh, um, any kind of spiritual victory. Well, while you were walking that, rocking that baby in the nursery, mama and daddy got it fixed and they ain't gonna get a divorce no more. Or while you were ministering to a seven-year-old and they got born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, they realized that they could be the next Billy Graham. Somebody had Billy in Sunday school. Somebody did. Somebody taught him about Noah and the ark. Wouldn't that have been cool? Those, all those that got to, I taught him in Sunday school. How cool is that? You don't know. Luke 13a, New Living Translation. The gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance. <laughs> Come on, everybody say that together. Give it one more chance. Leave it another year, and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. What does he say? I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to dig around its roots. I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to dig around its roots. And I'm going to give it some special fertilizer. And we're going to watch this thing grow. And it's going to produce fruit. You wait and see. Next time you come back next year, this is going to be a fruity tree. Give me one more year with it. Give me one more year with it. What does that show? The long, Anybody glad? Because see, he wouldn't ask you to have the fruit of the Spirit that he doesn't have. Long-suffering, gentle, kind, patient. Anybody grateful for the patience of God? I don't know about you, but I'm really grateful he's patient with me. One time, they didn't get it off with their heads. Cut it down. It's not that way at all. This is the parable, and he's saying, look, I need you to produce. You were made to produce. You were made to bear fruit. I'm going to get in there and dig around your roots. I'm going to give you some extra special attention. 
And the next time the master comes, you're going to be my brightest fig tree that, you know, you're going to be a fig tree of all fig trees. I think this is true. If there's one old fig popped out on it, I think you say, okay, it's starting to produce. It's got one fig on it. It's starting to produce. Keep, keep digging around the roots. Keep giving it some extra attention. Come on, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. And those of you who are already fruity, you know what God's going to do to you, right? He's going to prune you up a little bit. He's going to cut some things back. Why? So you can produce more. He's going to correct you about this. He's going he's to talk to you about this. He's going he's to prune you so you can produce more. And the other thing is, you know what? In this time, and I love it that it goes together. I love the, the Psalms 1 and Jeremiah. Uh, uh, what is it, Jeremiah 17, where it talks about the tree planted by the rivers. Fig tree, as in fruit trees, grow best when there's lots of water. So if the Lord is asking us to really produce fruit of good works, good works and fruit in this season, that tells me there's a move of God, a river, an anointing, a presence of God that's also at the same time gonna come because he's not going to ask you to do it on your own, in your own strength. He's not going to ask you to go, uh, you know, go bring the water in. He's going to provide the water. And so we're going to be like trees planted by the rivers of living water. What is the river of water? It's, it signifies a move of Holy Ghost. And so I believe God is moving. And I think that's how this goes hand in hand, where it's Jubilee. He's bringing things in. There's a move of God on. There's a move of God on. There's a move of God on. Put, Come on, decide. I'm going to put my roots down deep. I'm going to put them deep in the moving of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost. I'm going to move in the anointing, and I'm just going to stay there. And even though it looks dry all around, I'm right there by that river. My leaves will never see. When the heat comes, they're always going to be green, and I'm going to produce fruit. I'm going to produce fruit in every area of my life. I'm going to produce fruit and get an answered prayers. I'm going to have the fruit of success. I'm going to have the fruit of the spirit and I am going to have the fruit of good works in my life. I'm going to, I'm going to produce those things so that Jesus will be glorified so that the, the master when he comes, he'll see there's fruit on the tree and he'll be very pleased. Amen. So what do I need you to do? I don't need you to do anything. I need you just to check your heart and say, Lord, am I doing what, I, what you've asked me to do? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I reaching out to people? Am I, am I inviting my friends, my relatives, my associates, my neighbors, uh, kids, friends, am I, the social media people? Am I inviting them to church? Am I bringing them? Am I telling them about the Lord? Am I serving? You know, here at Cornerstone, you, we have given you an option just once a month is all you have to do just to get in there and start serving, just help somewhere. Uh, there's other opportunities that come up, uh, and, and not even within the church, but are you serving? Are, are, you, are you ministering to people? Are you blessing people? Are you doing something on a regular basis where you're being a fruit tree? Amen. Well, I, I don't have time. Um, well, the Lord, you know, you're a fruit tree. Uh, that's what you're supposed to be doing, so there is time. You can do something. And so I just ask the Lord simply what it is. And for every one of you, it's different. Just be you. Just be you. Just be who God has made you to be, but be the fruit tree that he made you to be. And, and you know what? Just don't give any more excuses about why, I, you know. Think about it this way. I want to have something to lay at your feet, Lord. So what do I need to do? What do I need to produce to be able to do that? We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, 
head over to cwol.org, check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.